Welcome to episode 13. This is an interview with one of India's rapidly growing online marketplaces powered by artists from around the world called postergully.com and the founder, Brat Saiti. Welcome back to Start Selling the Matters. My name is Daniel Philbin. This is a podcast proudly brought to you by entrepreneurabroad.com. We've got a conversation with a guy today who is building a business in India, not only for himself, but he's creating an online platform that allows artists, creatives, designers to sell and monetize their own products and services. We're going to be talking about how he got started, the importance of bootstrapping and building your team in the early stages of your business, along with getting your hands dirty and not being afraid to take no for an answer. It's a great conversation, so stick around and tune in. When's the right time to push the button, to push all the chips in and really bet on the fact that your idea is not only going to add value to your life, but to the lives of many people around you. This was a decision that Virat had to make early on, and not only did he make it, but this business was cash flow positive in the first three months. It's now shipped more than 120,000 products with over 18,000 paying customers and more than 250,000 unique visitors a month. With recent angel funding, revenues tipped to exceed more than a million dollars this financial year. There's only one way this business is going, especially if you were to know that the affordability art and home decor market in India was a $20 billion industry. You're gonna learn a lot from this young guy. If you get a couple of seconds, do me a favor, leave a five-star review. Let's get into the conversation. All right, welcome to Start Something That Matters. Great to have you on the show. Thanks, sir. Now, the listeners know that you've built a startup in India, but they don't know the story behind it. Tell me, what's your story? Where'd you start? I've always been in Delhi, the capital of India. Very ambitious, super competitive. Somehow all of this got into making me uh, an actor, football player. I played for my city for under 18, stopped my academics. And I was pretty different from everyone. It made a lot of sense, actually, for me to go out and do something with no one else does and take a very different route. Family businesses in India happened by chance, not by choice. Although my dad had a business and never wanted to join it. I think he's always been helpful in showing me the right path and letting me experiment. I remember when I was 17 or 18, these last two years of my high school, that's when I started selling on eBay. That's when I really got the hang of commerce. I was selling products I'd never seen, procuring them from vendors internationally or selling them to consumers uh, across the globe. This was only for about three months, dropshipping. I was in the art space even then, made an eBay account, identified two resellers in London. The other one was in Canada. They were distributors of art print. You know, I had emailed them and had a conversation with them and I was, I was acting like I was a very old, very serious business. Pretty crazy. I mean, uh, I still remember how I was trying to uh, get that conversation going. They'd never even got an email from India saying, we want to sell your art prints because these businesses are very traditional and they liked the opportunity. I was they were very clearly told not to mention where and what is the purpose is. This was the reason why I hated my college and I hated studying, I hated everything around learning. I always wanted to, to start something. Society says this, go to do a college degree. It was a waste of my life. I did my bachelor's in economics. From my classrooms, there's no story. Last year of my college, I was never there. And I always known that I'm not going to take crappy jobs because I was built differently and my motivations and my imaginations uh, were very different. I think I'm a born leader. Somehow I had that knack of negotiating with people, skills of networking and socializing as well. So I knew that this energy has to be channelized in a much better way. All right, tell me what happens next. Unfortunately, I took up a job. 
in four days. I knew that was coming. I thought it might be four months, but four days. Did they sack you because you were so rebellious or did you walk out? The story is very interesting. So in my, I think this is the first week, Thursday or Friday, and I asked for a half day. <laughs> my manager said, no, it's too early for you to take a leave. I mean, I haven't even settled yet. wrote my resignation letter and left. I just realized it very early on. I mean, the max I could have handled that was a month. I think I did a the right thing because what if I settled there? That was uh, dangerous, you know. Decided to work in a startup to see, you know, what, what skill set I have, if I'm in a position to even hire people because the problem to get to get the complementary skill set, what was I really bringing to the table? What did I know other than just marketplaces or selling or drop shipping? These two professors were starting this company, very focused on family businesses in India. It was like a crash course in business and life. The returns and the margins looked amazing to me. That's what I started to understand, you know, that it doesn't take a lot to start a company. It definitely takes a lot to get paying customers, and that comes from your networks. And my gut is pretty strong. I think 12 months into the company, I realized that, all right, I think I'm ready to start something of my own. I started personally when I was still in the job. It's a curated marketplace that uh, helps artists, designers. We have the simplest tool for monetizing artwork. E-commerce in 2012, when I started, it was really picking up. Started to see some VC money flowing in. I wanted to build a brand that I could call on my own when there was some exclusivity in it. Building for the Indian audience is a different game. There is not a lot of trust in buying online. Right, let's head to a break. When we come back, Brad is going to tell you exactly how he built this business in India. Welcome back to Start Something That Matters. My name is Daniel Philbin. This is a podcast proudly brought to you by entrepreneurabroad.com. You are listening to Bharat Sethi, the founder of postergully.com, India's leading online and merchandising shop, which allows anybody who holds original visual content to contribute and merchandise unique designs. Let's get back to the conversation. Tell me a couple of things that you started to do in the initial stages to build this business. I did not borrow from anyone, no friends, no family, no fools. I reached out to these guys again, but I had to procure in bulk this time. They were not ready to do it on a dropshipping model, and about $2,500. I was so positive that this is going to work, art prints in India. All I focused on was getting the product out soon as possible. If I failed, I wanted to fail very, very early on. I had already distributed, I think, more than 1,000 flyers and got 1,000 likes on Facebook, I think, uh, about uh, about 100, 200 uh, signups. So I knew I could, uh, you know, recover money, if not in one month, maybe two months, takes a month for the consignment to come into India. Definitely not a shabby-looking product. I think the seven to eight sales were from network in the night. I realized that uh, this is not someone I know. That was the real kick. This is someone that has bought, which I have never known in my life, come from a Google searches. Stopped procuring from all these vendors and we became an open marketplace. Worked with vendors who would manufacture in India itself. We became a real brand, you know. We realized that there a much bigger opportunity than we could see ourselves. So investors who got on board, the people who were joining now, shifted gears very quickly. Good traffic on the website. Strategy to make it that simple for designers to quickly sell their artwork online. They instantly start getting 20% revenue share on the sole design. We took care of everything from technology, customer support, production to logistics. And that's when we started, we realized the value of building a community and building visual content, you know. Everything that goes out is manufactured by us. So that's where the the real contribution comes in. They're branded as a post-recurly product, shipped on behalf of the artist. So everything is made on demand. How big is your business right now? Give people an idea. So we received two rounds of funding in between and the third round is just around the corner. So we built a product for licensing and that is going to take us to the next level. Till date, we, we are about 15 people. We shipped more than 120,000 products and 
with the design. The thing about our business is that we are very cost efficient. Close last year with 25% cost margin. You know, we think we give a lot of choice to the consumers so that repeat purchases are likely to happen. I think there's a lot of opportunities still in what we're doing. Uh, we've been able to crack maybe 1%, 2% of what model can offer. Our customer acquisition costs are less than a dollar, which is great. So we're looking to go offline. So we're looking at a hybrid model in the next six months. We're looking to go global. That's where our Series A will come from. So we recently raised close to about $200,000. That has come from some of the most uh, prolific angel investors in India. Eventually, in the 18-month timeline, we'll go into licensing. We'll go into commissioning. When we have hundreds and thousands of art prints sold to corporations and these brands, we can make that affordable, get images for art, then it's a multi-million billion dollar opportunity for us. What are some of the biggest personal and professional challenges you've faced so far in business? The biggest would be getting excited about what I'm doing. For me personally, going to office, working 12 hours, 16 hours a day. So I'm someone who likes monthly increments. <laughs> So for me, that is what the kick is. You know, every day or every month can't be the same. I need to do something better the next day or maybe the day after that. I remember December last year, we were a part of this massive coupon thing that Google does uh, in India. It's called the Great Online Shopping Festival. It's like the Cyber Monday or the Black Friday for India. Some of our deals are trending. Our deal capacity with the vendors is close to about 500 products. I mean, on average, we had to ship out more than seven to 8,000 products in three days. Obviously, we weren't prepared for this. And that's when we realized that uh, we are in huge trouble. We work on timelines in India. You have to ship out products in the stipulated timelines. Otherwise, you are swarmed with tweets and emails and, you know, on Facebook, they'll rip you apart. And this is how the markets work in India. It's super competitive in, in every space. So we realized that we can't fulfill those orders firstly in the next one month uh, because our vendors had obviously got a lot of other orders. There was no way for us as a team. We were we were 12 people at that time. We were in the office. We imported a machine, a new machine ourselves. We had no idea printing some of the stuff uh, which we had outsourced to vendors because we wanted to fulfill that. I mean, the machines worked continuously for the next seven days. We somehow managed to dispatch orders. It was so chaotic that by the end of it, I realized that, that this can't be done alone. If you want to uh, build a large company, if you want to have that these many orders, you know, you need to build the processes, right? The structures, the technology. Has, you need to have more vendors. You need to have more manpower to execute it at this stage. That's one of those days I, when I woke up, I said, and I had to pack. I was doing packaging and I was doing all of that, which I hadn't even done in the next, in the last uh, two and a half years. I had to do all of that. And I realized one of those days, I remember, I thought, let's, let's leave it today. Let, this, let it be, you know, someone will do it. All right, let's head to a break. When we come back, Bracket is going to tell you exactly how he got through some of the biggest challenges that he's had in business, along with some lessons and some great takeaways for you if you're looking to get started. So stick around. Welcome back to Start Something That Matters. My name is Daniel Philbin. This is a podcast proudly brought to you by entrepreneurabroad.com. You're listening to Brat Saiti, the founder of Poster, P-O-S-T-E-R, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y.com, PosterGully.com. Great online business in India, which is doing really well. Similar types of marketplaces, maybe in Australia would be Red Balloon, in the States might be Etsy. Not exactly the same, but similar types of marketplaces. So he's building one in India, which is fascinating, not only because it's a crazy economy, but because you can go and build the same business wherever you are around the world. So keep listening in, let's get back to the conversation. You mentioned India, like a lot of countries, is demanding 
when it comes to customer service in particular. How did you get through this? Because it sounds like if they were to leave bad comments or reviews that you'd probably be out of business and you're not. So <laughs> you, what, what did you do? How did you get through it? I've got like one order, two orders to the day where we put 100 orders a day. So we communicate, we send them text messages, we were emailing them almost every two days that this is what the situation is. We would send them images of our warehouse saying that we were swarmed. We would help, we would actually uh, copy paste one of the emails that the logistics company sent us saying that, uh, the flights were cancelled and it, it was really a foggy time in Delhi at that time. It, it's like the peak of uh, winters. So we maintained customer interaction and that's what kept us going. The marketing team, people who they drive campaigns, they were packaging. How could I not do it? <laughs> I had to get on and package. You know, I had to. How did you feel, Avi? You're the guy at the top of the chain. I feel so shitty. I can't tell you. I felt that this is doomed. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. This is like so much of a waste of my time. But yes, I did it uh, for the next 10 days. And it's like a doomsday in the company. Whenever we mention December 12th to December 24th, we're like, <laughs> let's not let's not even go there. We didn't even go back to our, to our home. You must be pretty scared your staff are going to leave, right? And I was wondering, when are they quitting? You know, when are they quitting? In Jan, in Feb, they're going to put their papers. We were so lucky that the kind of... Uh, feedback we got at that time because we were running some massive deals. We were giving more than 90% off. More than 90% off. It was absolutely massive deals and they loved it. Of course, there were tweets about where was my order and this and that, but we made sure that we were communicating at our best at that time. You know, there was not even a 10-minute delay in replying to the customers and they praised us for that. That was a very good positive feeling for everyone. A lot of them went on to write emails saying that how truly an exceptional service was and then we knew that it was the worst. I'm curious, this promotion sounds like it was an absolute nightmare. What did you end up getting out of it, giving 90% off your product so you weren't making margin? What was the end result? It doesn't matter how much we make. It was a marketing stint for us. We got 5,000 new emails at that time. Imagine. I don't know how many dollars, thousands of dollars in getting those kind of emails. We spent much less. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great lesson. What are some of the key fundamentals that you've learned that you can pass on to somebody else based on your experience? You have to go all in. You can't think of not working 10, 12 hours a day when you're starting out. A lot of my friends actually say that, you know, this company is doing brilliantly and we're trying to imitate this and we're trying to do that. Talk less, do more. Mantra for, I think, in the first few months, to get your hands dirty rather than sitting on the internet and reading articles. Never take no for an answer. And why I'm saying this is because especially in our business, persistence is the key when you work with vendors. So you have to be prepared to annoy a whole lot of people. When you're running businesses, you have to understand cash is king rather than looking for larger rounds of funding and work the other way. Get people who are better than you in the beginning. The complementary skill sets have to be there. If you are running an online business, you have to have someone who's good in digital marketing or rather branding you can get a great programmer on board initially or you're the one who does it. And with the hiring, I think uh, the first 10-15 people in the company, they will make all the difference. They will decide the culture of the company. Get only serious people, super ambitious people, people who are better than the rest. Don't compromise on hiring. For me, that's a real game changer. I think uh, we would have been at this stage maybe one year back one half is that the growth could have been much more aggressive uh, than what it is right now if we had the right expertise in the team and we were not outsourcing those it's not a good idea to have a single founder two people doing it 
uh, as much as you can start uh, marketing hyper locally. Future is being hybrid with the offline and the online space. Not a lot of people <laughs> in my family knew what I was doing. They, they think it's a side project. For me, I think internally, for me also, this was a side project. <laughs> What's some of the best advice you've ever received in business? Once he asked me to close my eyes and just visualize, and I didn't know what anything about my company at that time. He asked me to close my eyes and asked me, uh, what does your office look like in three years from now? And that exercise was so important for me at that time. Again, I said, 10, 10 people and this and that. And he goes like, uh, you're not going anywhere with this. After three years, you don't want to be 10 people doing $1,000 in revenue or something. <laughs> Is there such thing as the right time to start a business? There is no right time to start a company. The longer it takes to build, the less likely it is to launch. It is a very impulsive decision. That's what happens and ideas which have made it big have stuck. I mean, you do pivot in the end eventually, but the motives remain the same thing. Right, Sadie, thank you for joining us here at Start Something Matters, a podcast proudly brought to you by entrepreneurbroad.com. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview all the way from India today. If you're an artist, a designer, a creative, somebody who produces original artwork, then postagully.com is where you need to start submitting your work. India is a huge marketplace. So you can only imagine the opportunity you might have if you're in that space. If you need some additional inspiration, head over to entrepreneurabroad.com. That's where you can find all the tweetables, everything you need to share what you just listened to, along with EA's first feature article with Matan Grafell. Great cover, so head over there and check it out. Click on feature and you can get that copy for free. And it's all part of our way of giving you additional content so you can go out there and build a business, make a bigger impact in the world and start something that really makes a difference. If you get a couple of seconds, do me a favor, leave a five-star review. I'll see you on the next episode. My name is Daniel Fulwin, signing off. Right, it's giveaway time. Don't forget to head over to entrepreneurbroad.com. Go into the interview page and click on an interview. Go to the bottom and you'll see what prizes are up for grabs. I'm going to make that a lot easier very shortly, but that's how you're going to find out where you can get the prizes. Matan Grafell's giveaway was $990. We've had book giveaways, mentoring giveaways, everything you need to go out there and build your business. So, Check it out. Alternatively, if you want some mentoring, you need some help, go to the front page, scroll down to the bottom and you'll see a tab for mentoring. Hit the one page business plan and fill that one out. Send it across to me at eamentoring at gmail.com and I'll make sure we keep that for somebody who actually can help you in your business that we'll be speaking to here on the show. Keep a look out for a new article from BrewDog. That is a craft beer. We're going to be giving away a carton of their craft beer all the way from Ireland. So check out that. That's pretty awesome. That'll be coming up this week. So head over to entrepreneurabroad.com. Get some prizes. 
build your business, get the help you need, and be inspired to go out there and build a business or scale up. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks so much for supporting the show. My name is Daniel Philbin. I'll talk to you very soon.